0: Talk Time with Reed Moriarty. Ready, Brian Dirksen?
1: I'm ready. So
0: here we are at Brian Dirksen's house. Hey, Brian, what makes a great worship leader?
1: <laughs> you know, the, one of the analogies from the Bible that I like using the most for probably that would be uh, a great worship leader is like a best best man at a wedding. He's somebody who helps create a setting for this couple to meet, but it's not about him, and then he steps aside, and people notice the, the bride and the groom. So, a best man at a wedding. How about that?
0: Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> hey, I know you have six kids, Brian. What is the best part of being a dad?
1: Well, for example, I was just with my... First son, we have two girls and a boy and then two girls and then a boy. But our I just took Benjamin to Disneyland because about four months ago Ben came up to us and Ben has very limited speech and he just whispered Disneyland and then he walked away. (laughs) Doing something that he loves and then stepping back and watching him smile, watching his delight, watching him come to life. That's pretty much the best thing.
0: All right, Brian Dirksen, do you have a favorite hymn, a favorite movie, or a favorite Bible story?
1: Oh my goodness. How, well, those are three different questions. Okay, favorite Bible story is totally the story of David. Here he was, his, his own brothers didn't recognize him or acknowledge him. Some scholars believe he was an illegitimate child. Born from a relationship out of marriage. We don't know, but he was, put it this way, he was the underdog, he was weak, he was an outcast, and he got chosen by God to do special things. And in that, and as he journeyed through his life, he wrote songs 3,000 years ago that still move us today. So definitely the David story is my favorite story in the Bible.
0: Of course, Brian Durfson. I only have a favorite movie. I like The Sound of Music.
1: Oh, you like The Sound of Music. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I could tell you what my favorite... I like... You know what? The Sound of Music would be one of my favorite films of all time. Absolutely. Of course. And Les Miserables. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's a musical, and I love the story of Grace in it. Oh, how about Babe?
0: Babe?
1: (laughs) The movie about the pig.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so
1: funny. Yeah, baby uh, is kind Christmas
0: of Christmas is carnage.
1: And all these just hilarious moments. Yes. And, 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 and if, my, if my kids were sitting right here and, and they were asked, what's dad's favorite movie? you know, Embarrassingly enough, they would say Nacho Libre. Uh,
0: Nacho Libre with Jack Black?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what they would say. Because we quote Nacho Libre lines all the time. All right, Brian Dirksen.
0: As a boy, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, um, I was a basketball player, so I wanted to be a basketball player. But look at me, Reed. I'm way too short to be a basketball player. I'm like five ten and a half. So it was when I turned fifteen that I, I both. Felt a calling from God, but also that music really entered me. So then from about 15 on, I wanted to do
0: music. All right. So, Brian, who taught you?
1: Mm, Music? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I have a good answer. His name is Larry Nickel. And um, he was my music teacher at high school, and he was the first one and he, I was the bass player in the jazz band, so that was my first instrument. But he said to me one day, he says, Brian, I think you've got songwriting in you. I think you need to try and write songs. And so within that year, I started experimenting with songwriting. So I feel like I owe a lot of gratitude to uh, Mr. Nickel for his encouragement. And what's really neat is on my Holy God album, the one that won the Juno Award, Larry arranged all the choir parts, and we worked together.
0: All right, Brian, can you share one key to songwriting?
1: Ah, mm. yes, I can. <laughs> uh, look for the Gap.
0: Look for the Gap? What does that mean, Brian?
1: Okay, well, there's, there's millions of songs out there, right? And the, each song says maybe it says this or it says that. And if you hear a song that you like and you go, oh, I'd like to write a song like that, then you're imitating something else and it'll never work. So you're actually looking not for what's already been written, but the gap between songs, something that hasn't quite been said that way. And when you discover the gap, that's your songwriting assignment. And you write to fill the gap. But you write to fill the gap in your own mother tongue.
0: Mother tongue?
1: Your own, uh, that's the language of your heart. You're, you're both linguistically in language, but in also in musical style. You, you fill that gap, but you fill it with you. It sounds like you. It's not trying to sound like somebody else. Besides if I tried to sound like, I don't know, Taylor Swift or something, it would be dismal, right? Because I'm not that, right? I'm me. Yeah, definitely. absolutely
0: it. right, Brian.
1: <laughs> right about that one. Oh, You're no, that's, that's not the really right. You're
0: just grinders.
1: There we go. Okay. Thanks for picking that up.
0: <laughs> okay, Brian, will you tell me the story behind one of your songs?
1: Well, um, speaking of a gap moment, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the quick story behind my very first published song uh, called Father, I Want You to Hold Me. I, we had our first baby girl, Rachel... She was on her little blanket. She took her arms, flung them in the air. She has no words. It's like, Daddy, pick me up and hold me. And so I pick her up, hold her. I'm turning around. I'm kind of singing over her. And then I start crying because I realize that I was raised in a German Mennonite family, which had one one of the... um, things about our family was to show emotion was weakness so you would never cry, you would never say I love you. We were very reserved and here I was with my baby girl holding her telling her I loved her and then I realized that that's what I wanted the connection with God with in my spiritual life I wanted that kind of emotional connection so I thought oh there must be a song out there that it reflects Father God the parental image of God holding me as a child, and I looked everywhere for a song that said that, and I couldn't find one. The gap revealed itself to me, and so the little light went off
0: in my head. All right. Thank you, Brinderson. I know you wrote a musical. What other goals do you have for the future?
1: Well, I'm I'm part of a new band called the Sheer Poets, and we are writing our way through the Book of Psalms. We're doing ten at a time, so I don't know whether we're going to get through the whole book, but that would be another thirteen albums to go. Um, that
0: is too much. <laughs> is
1: exactly, Reed. That's exactly what we think sometimes. I've got a a, a Christmas project that I would love. I've got in my head an idea for. Retelling the Christmas story in song in music as like a musical Um, Yeah, so I've got lots more music to write and I'm I'm only 49. So I'm just a in 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 songwriting years I'm just young in Performing years we tend to think of performing artists as younger, but writing you can do your whole life So
0: all right Brian Dirksen. We have one more question what is one thing everyone needs to know about God?
1: Well, God is love.
0: Yeah, God is love.
1: He's forever love, right? Uh, unconditional, everlasting love. So that's for sure. If there's one thing.
0: Yeah. God is love and we love him.
1: Yeah, we love because he first loved us. and.
0: That's a Steve Green song.
1: Oh, uh, and it's one of my songs too. It's called First. <laughs> All the love we give, you've given first.
0: All right. Thank you. Can I take a picture of this? Sure. This is awesome. Talk time with Reed Moriarty.